The biggest challenge for business owners is not pricing or hiring or finding clients. It's much deeper and more subtle than that. It's fear. It's the fear of making a mistake, fear of losing money, the fear of being uh, rejected, the fear of looking stupid, the fear of confrontation, and even sometimes the fear of being successful. Tune into today's podcast where we talk through how fear affects you and your business and how you can bust through your fear barriers to much greater success. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Howdy team, TFJ here, Tony Fraser-Jones, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast. Looking forward to this uh, episode with my uh, sidekick and badly behaved co-worker, Phil Smith. Badly behaved. Far out. I'm uh, pleased that people can't hear what's on the cutting floor. Yeah, it's probably on good. On the podcast. It's probably good. Yeah, you'd never want to hear the outtakes of these. Damn. There's some pretty below-the-belt stuff there. Phil sure, Smith. sure. Hey, it's always you, mate. You're the one leading the charge with this. We've been over I'm this. just along for the ride, all right? I've got a cough. Excuse me. <coughs> for those of you that don't know, Tony's been a wee bit sick. Um, you know, he's, he's really milking it. He's having days off where he shouldn't have. You know, just, just really just play, playing it up. Bro, I, look, I'll get a medical certificate. Yeah, you sure you do one, mate? Yeah, in a couple well, of days now. Just about certifiable after working with you, mate, for this long. <laughs> anyway, man, we'll start light and then we'll get serious. Yeah, this is an uh, important episode today. I'm really excited to get into this. I think this is going to be uh, amazingly valuable uh, if you're listening. So uh, make sure you listen to the end and uh, don't forget to follow as well. That's it. All right, what should we, we get into about? it? Let's do it. Uh, today we're talking about fear. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Lighthearted at the start, but I think this is uh, this is going to get serious. So we're talking about fear today, uh, and basically, yeah, being afraid to do something or make a decision. You know, fear of trying something different, uh, fear of dealing with a problem or a person or a client in your business. Uh, and some people listening are going to know immediately that that sense of fear or dread that you get in your guts when you think about doing something. And others may think that you know this doesn't apply, uh, but I bet it does because the outcome of fear is procrastination, uh, and fear makes us procrastinate. Uh, and who here listening hasn't procrastinated on something important? Yeah. Uh, but I think the big thing here, like fear kills more dreams than failure ever did. Yeah. And so we want to unpack this today and just see how we can deal with it a bit better and, and how we can get over that fear and move towards better action. Yeah, I, look, fear is um, is huge. And, and it's like a continuum, really. This like, you know, absolutely uh, pooping your pants at one end. And, uh, you know, just feeling a little bit uncomfortable at the other end. And sometimes that uncomfortable end is you just don't do something You're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll get around to that later. But if you really dig into it, often there's a bit of a fear and uncertainty or massive you know, that actually drives that lack of action. So the, the product of fear is procrastination. Yep. And procrastination stops you doing stuff, stops you making progress in your business, stops you doing the stuff you need to, making the decisions you need to, having the conversations you need to, uh, you know, like, most be, uh, I've heard it said, I can't remember who said it, but it's a great saying, is most problems can be solved by a sweaty 10-minute conversation. Yeah, yeah. And why yeah. don't we have those conversations? Because oh, we're afraid. It's scary. It's yeah. scary. There's like, you know, something might go wrong. They might hate me or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I love what you said. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever did. You know, we, we don't do stuff because we, we fear the outcome of, you know, maybe it won't work or, you know, if I hire this person, what happens if I... You know, they don't make money or, you know, whatever it is. Um, not doing stuff stops more progress than the failures yeah. that would have happened if you made the made the decision to do something, 100%. Yeah. 
And the winners, they do lots of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't uh, have fear. Yeah. They do. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that, that those fears don't come true. It doesn't yeah. go well sometimes. It doesn't, but yeah. they do stuff anyhow. Uh, because it, action, feel the fear and do yeah, it anyway. Action is the is the you know is what gets results. Yeah, and fear stops us taking action. So I think this is uh, this is super important. Sweet. Well, I'm sure you got a story to kick us off. Uh, a, a guy that we worked with um, several years ago. I remember him really well, Alan. Now uh, we were we were doing some marketing, helping him with some marketing. He was sending a bunch of sales letters uh, to building contractors, general contractors. Uh, had an electrical contracting business, and. Uh, we have a cool process called Lumpy Mail where we uh, put together uh, a cool sales letter and we have some um, like attention grabbers in it. So it might be some you know foam rubber light bulbs or fuse wire or a Kit Kat, you know, have a break on us, a whole bunch of cool stuff. So it gets open and we send them via courier and people get them and they open them. And uh, So that's part of the process, but the, the follow-up is really important. Well, like, the follow-up's the most yeah, important. follow-up is really, where the money is that's made. That's where the money's made. There's email follow-up and phone follow-up. Uh, and then, you know, follow up over a, a period of time. Sales meeting after that, meeting. ideally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we won't get into all of that, but, you know, Alan uh, was very slow at sending the letters. Like, he'd send two or three letters, and we're like, you need to send 20 or 50 of these things. Yeah. Uh, and we dug into it, uh, you know, why don't you, and there's all sorts of excuses, but when we really got down to the, the brass tacks of this is, you know, he was actually scared of making the phone call to follow people up. Yeah. Some Fundamentally, that. that was the problem. He was scared. Uh, yeah. He was scared of being rejected. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very uh, fundamental human uh, challenge. Mm. You know, we just don't want to be rejected. We that that hurts. Like, you know, it's like asking a girl out. You know, when you're a young fella, it's. I don't. If anyone's like me, and I'm sure we're all the same, it's kind of daunting, right? Yeah. And the reason it's daunting is because if they say no, you're like, well. Am I lovable? I'm not worth it. You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That, that deep-seated fear of being rejected. It calls a lot of your own uh, value into question. 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like a death. Yeah, it is. It's your own death. It's really tough. Uh, and so, you know, really the problem here for Alan was lack of sales, lack of action on this. And, and it's like, it's, it's obvious, just send the letters. But really, uh, the fear was just causing him to procrastinate massively. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as I said, it tapped into a pretty dark, deep human need. We, you know, we don't want to be rejected. Yeah, I feel like we're lovable. Yeah, people say no to us. It's it hurts. It cuts. Yeah, uh, so it's a really deep subject. This uh, and you know we 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 need to understand what's going on so we can actually deal with it. And I guess the first thing I want to say is you're not alone. No, everybody feels fear. Everyone. Every single person, uh, including us. You know, yep. so I, I think it's one of those things where every time you you know you feel this, if you've got some strategies of how to how to tackle it and move forward, then what you'll be able to do is, like we said earlier, feel that fear and do it anyway. You know, still take the action and still get the results. And often, you know, the fear is is put to bed because the result comes through for you. And then sometimes the fear comes true, but you realize it's actually not that bad. Um, yeah. Well, and, and we'll talk about die, that. Yeah, you know? reframe how, how the fear, uh, how, right. you, how you view fear. But the key thing that I think from, you know, from what we're talking about today, I'd love people listening to get is that, if you feel like this, you know, if you have that real sense of dread about doing stuff that, you know, call reluctance, we call it in sales, you don't want to pick up the phone, mm. uh, whether it's to confront uh, someone who's not paying or follow up a quote or a bid or even talk to a team member who's, you know, not behaving, yeah. right through to you kind of just find you're procrastinating on something mm. and you're sort of not sure why, it's probably because you're a f- you've, you've got a fear. Yeah. And uh, it's normal. Uh 
that's what happens to all of us. So you're not alone. And sometimes knowing that, you know, you're not alone really helps with this as well. You're not kind of weird. Yeah, 100%. So, look, if we don't uh, recognise fear and have strategies to deal with it, we'll run into some problems, right? Yeah, and I think we've talked about the first one. It's yeah. procrastination. Totally. Procrastination. Lack of implementation. Yeah, no action. No action or not enough action. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really damaging stuff that comes from that. So if you don't take action, you don't get results, and then you start to feel frustrated and you do start to question your own self-worth. It, your actual confidence in your self-worth suffers. Yeah. And that's a vicious cycle because then you're like the dog that gets beaten. Yeah, and, and you start kind of, believing you, you deserve start, to get beaten. You start believing it Yeah, uh, as well. Uh, and then the, that cycles. You just don't get the results in your business or your life that you want. Yeah, and I want to just like touch on the you know the self worth thing. I think I think a lot of the time this can be subconscious. You know, like if you're not used to what it is and you haven't done any work in the past, you know, on your own uh, conscious thought and self uh, subconscious thought, then probably what this will manifest as is I just kind of feel a bit off. Is what I hear people say of it. You know, like I feel a bit off. I feel a bit directionless. I'm just not feeling my best. Um, and really, when you dig into it, it's usually come to some kind of version of my self-worth has been called into question, um, and I'm sort of believing the negative self-talk in my head. That's really where it comes from. But basically, if you can't pinpoint what that is or, or you can't dig into it at all, then you can't flip it on its head, you can't reframe it, you can't deal with it, you can't work through it. Uh, and that's why you, you end up feeling you know, apathetic, I think, is the first thing that you end up feeling. So even if you haven't noticed this in yourself where you think, oh, I've, you know, my self-worth's been in question, just ask yourself, have I been feeling apathetic? You know, like just a bit ho-hum, not really myself. Because um, usually that's the start of this. You just might not have figured that out. Or you feel like life's just happening to you. Like you yeah. feel like you don't have much control over things. That's it. I'm out of control. Oh, it's the economy. It's, it's, things aren't no going stuff, my way. You know, like, ah, yeah. oh, you know. That's um, often driven by fear because I, I don't take the action I need to and therefore I don't have the ability to influence my environment. Well, maybe yeah. I feel like I can't take action because sure. I'm unable to do that because yeah. I'm not good enough or it won't work for me or yeah. I don't know how. You know, But actually all this stems from some kind of fear ultimately which yeah. has worked its way through into low self-belief or self-worth um, and manifested as apathy. That's, yeah. that's a really common um, yeah. series of events. So this stuff is... Like, you know, we worked with thousands of people, business owners, and every one of them has this challenge. Yeah. It's just the universal challenge. And as you bust this open and really uh, get some confidence dealing with it, it makes a huge difference to the results you get, not just for your business, but for your life, your relationships. Everything you think about relationships, you know, uh, I've been married for 20 years, you've been married for a while, and, and, and when you've been in a long-term relationship, it's all good, but there's, there's parts that, that are, are more difficult or you yeah, go through phases. Everyone goes through phases, Phases, right? yeah. and um, relationships fall apart because people don't have the, the difficult conversations. They don't say, hey, I'm, I'm really well, struggling with it. it. They fear what the other person will say or think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and if so, I bring this up, I fear the fact that maybe it's just me and maybe you haven't realised and now I'm going to bring it to the front and then you're going to be like, yeah. oh, well, I don't feel that way. What's wrong with you? Yeah, or maybe <laughs> they'll they'll reject you or yeah. push you away. Or maybe they'll tell me exactly what I'm scared of them telling me, which is that they don't love me anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. It could could um, be so so that fear locks us into the patterns that we you know we've established. Which as is, a result, you yeah. do nothing. You stay in that pattern, and it gets worse. And it gets worse. And what you feared comes to reality. That's because right. You did nothing. So it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Exactly. So super super powerful stuff here. 
if you are on top of this, you know, you'll take action, you'll feel powerful, your confidence grows, your self-worth grows, so it's a virtuous cycle, not a vicious cycle, and you get the results you want in your business and your life. You create momentum as well, and that just feels good. Mm, totally. All right, man, well, should we talk about how fear works? Yeah, so there are really two types of fear that I see. One is like the physical, you know, fear of physical harm, which is, uh, you know, the lion in the jungle or the shark when you're diving, or the bus uh, when you're in the middle of the road. So that fear is like imminent physical harm and you do something, you, you get out of the way or you fight or flight. So that's pretty simple, but we're not really talking about that. We're talking about um, psychological fear. And it's not physical fear. Mm. Uh, and I heard the acronym fear is false expectation appearing real. Yeah. And really what that means, it's a what if type scenario. So It's totally a what it's if. A, it's a what if. So if we're in a situation, we ask ourselves the question, well, what if this happens? Mm. What if I hire uh, an estimator and, you know, I lose a bunch of money? Yeah. What or, if I take on more tradesmen and I don't have the work? Now, what if I uh, confront a, a team member and they, you know, yell and scream and leave? Yeah. What if I go on the sales call and I get told to bugger off? Yep. Or what yep. if I ask the, you know, our, our client for money and they tell me to get stuffed? What if I put a marketing video on the internet and everyone laughs at me and calls me a baldy? <laughs> What are you trying to say? Nothing, mate. Nothing at all. <laughs> My point is, is like... I had the fear, fear lobe removed at birth. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I, think, I think the fact is, right, is like there's a what if to any situation. I mean, like what if we record this podcast right now and then people think it sucks? I mean, like it doesn't matter what you have. I have that fear all the all time. All the time. All the time. You know, like what if what if I get on this coaching call and... You know, I, I, I don't have the answer. The problem, I don't have the answer, yep. or, or they laugh in my face and say that won't work. You know, I mean, like, of course, I fear all this stuff. Yeah, you know, we all do. Yeah. So and, and so, but the, here's the kicker with this: is we have this what if thought, and unfortunately, our our body can't and our brain can't tell the difference between an imagined thought and a real thought. Mm. And and use an example: if you thought about, really thought about someone you love, really close to you dying, you'll get upset. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you've done that. It's kind of a weird thing to do. What's well, why when you watch movies that you know are relatable to real life and something sad happens, it's why people cry. cry in movies. Yeah, you know? like, like it's I not mean, they're fake characters. Yeah, and you don't care about them. You've known them for an hour. You know, like so the brain and the body can't distinguish between what is you know real and imagined. So we have all these emotional reactions to imagined events, which just put us in an incredibly unresourceful state. Yeah, and I've, I've heard people say those events haven't even happened yet, and I'm saying, I, I would question that again and say, they might not ever happen. That's the thing, like they, and actually equally might not happen as they might go completely the other way. You know, and actually but, be really great. That's right. But, you know, physiologically and emotionally, we can't tell the difference. It no. is real. That's it. But it's not real. That's and so right. that's why this psychological what if, psychological fear, this what if thinking, this false expectation appearing real is incredibly powerful mm. and why it locks us up and, you know, ties us up in knots. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really what happens. And it's mm. happening to all of us. Uh, and some of us, it happens to us more than others. That's, that's true. Mm. Uh, but it does happen to everyone. Everyone's, as I say, everyone's bottoms point south on this one. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I think... Uh, I suppose the really first strategy we could look at is um, flipping that right on its head, right? Rather than asking, well, what if this happens? You know, flip it on its head and say, well, what if I don't do this? Yeah. What's the opportunity cost? So, so again, you know, if I don't have that difficult conversation with the team member, the behavior continues. 
Uh, yeah. If I don't go on the sales call, I don't make any sales. You yeah. know, if I don't put that video on the internet uh, and I don't get any risk leads. it all, then I won't get any leads. You know, yeah. like it's it's simple as that. What if I, you know, if, if you're thinking about a key hire, maybe you're looking to get an operations manager or an estimator or, an, or a GM in your business, depending on the size of your business. Mm. What if I don't hire this ops manager? So the first thing is, what if I hire them and I pay them 120000 or 100000 or eighty, whatever it is, mm. and they don't work? I've wasted all this money. And then you go this whole daisy chain of, BS in your head and you tie yourself up in knots but yeah. flip it around what if I don't hire them yeah well actually my margins are going to stay at 30% because I'm too busy to organise stuff Plus, uh, I can't take on any more can't staff can't take on any more staff can't get any more work which means uh, I can't up my revenue yep. which means I can never actually balance that cost in any way yep and and uh, if I don't do this uh, I'm still going to be working six days a week 70 yep. hours and if I don't do this uh, I'm not going to see my kids and my wife's going to get really frustrated Yep. And you know, so you, you go if down I don't that take path. on that estimator, I'll never want to price any more work than I'm pricing right now. It's already a pain in the ass, and I want to grow my business. Imagine if I had double the you know business, I'd have double the pricing. It'd be a yep. eighty hours a week with the pricing before I did anything else. So again, 100%. imagine if you don't hire the estimator, you'll self sabotage in other ways. And this is this is something that's important. We've talked about this on the podcast before. The recency and the negativity bias. We are wired to think about the worst case scenario and the stuff that's you know more likely to happen now. And that's why we ask the what if question, what if this goes wrong? We, we just focus on that mm. rather than, you know, what if go, what if this goes right or what if I don't do this, same sort of question. Mm. So be really aware that you're wired to focus on what's going to go wrong yeah. and, it, and it tends to have a higher importance in our, in our thinking, but it's actually not more important because the long term is what counts. So flip it around and just say, hey, what if I don't do this? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, get a list for that that can actually drive you to take the action you need to. Because what we really need to do with fear is not let it stop us taking action. Yeah, and I think if we look at you know another strategy here um, when we're moving through potential strategies is I think a lot of the time fear comes from it's just such an insurmountable task. Um, and so if we can actually take a really big task and chunk it down into smaller bits and just get started with step one, it can, uh, it can help ease that fear a little bit, right? This is, this is my favorite go-to strategy for me because I feel fear. Mm. Uh, and I know that if I just get started on the task, I was actually talking to one of my kids about this. They're doing some homework stuff, and they're stressed out about it. I said, "Just get started. Just start writing some stuff." Yeah, uh, that's what I do. Just get started on it. Uh, just one small step. And the way I like to look at it is, if you think about, you've got a pen light. Mm. Now, if if you get up in the night and you've got a pen light, you can only see like a foot or two in front of you. You can't see very far. Yeah. But if you keep walking, the light moves you with know, you. With you. Yeah. And so you, you can scope out the whole journey, yep. but you only need to do it a couple of feet at a time. And, and that's, that can really help. Uh, amazingly. If I could see the whole damn journey in front of me, um, then it's overwhelming. And that overwhelm leads to fear. And, yeah, and then like, I don't even start. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know how to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. How will it work? Mm. Anything worth doing is generally something you haven't done before. And of course you don't know how to do it because you haven't done it yet. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, the way to do it and learn how to do it is to do it. And you yep. do it one step at a time and you learn as you go. That's and this is, this is what happens. This is the key thing people probably struggle to understand is uh, you learn by doing. Yeah. You can't solve a problem before you've done it. And if you're climbing up a mountain, you don't mm. start at the bottom and then you're at the top, like click your fingers, which is nah. what we try and do with a lot of tasks in our business. Yep. You actually have to walk each step yeah, and you have to figure out. Well, how am I going to get up this? You know, this this rock fall, and how am I going to get up this crevasse over this crevasse and up this, um, you know, up this glacier? And you've well, got to do that when you're there. You figure it out as you go. Well, not only that, but sometimes I'm getting halfway up the mountain, and I've actually got to double back and 
you know, work my way back down a little bit in order to get find an easier route up because I might have got up to a sheer cliff face and I just can't climb it. So if I work my way back, you know, take a different track and then I find an easier way up. So, like, sometimes you hit these little roadblocks on the way up. It's not just a linear improvement. You will hit roadblocks. It will have its its hiccups. Mate, you are, um, you are an insightful man. <laughs> but the, well, actually, the thing is, is sometimes, um, you know, when I do reach that sheer rock face or I do, you know, reach an obstacle in my plan, um, that's really important as well because even if I'd, you know, some people say, oh, well, if I'd sat at the bottom of the mountain and scoped the whole thing out, I might never, you know, I might never have gone that wrong way. Um, but there's tremendous value in the mistakes you make because they're learning not true, experiences. Is it? And it's, it's not, not true. That's not true. You can't see the whole thing You can't anyway. see the whole thing that you're so, doing. So another thing you can do to really help change your perspective on, uh, on failure is to actually call it feedback. Now, yeah. Rather than, there's no failure. There's only feedback. And feedback helps you learn. So you, right. you, you really focus on the learning because you can't actually, you can't learn something until you do it. Yeah. And the, the reason most people fear stuff is because they've never done it, they don't know how to do it. If they did know how to do it, they wouldn't fear it. But the only way you get through that is by doing it, right? Yeah. And if it works perfectly the first time, um, actually chances are that you don't do it exactly the same way next time because you don't remember what you did because nothing really gave you any feedback. Uh, so actually the big thing with this is actually when you make those failures, it solidifies the learning more. And that's why they're not failures, they're feedback, which is super, super critical. So if you look at it that way, it can help negate that fear a little because yeah. you think, hey, I might fail. And if I do, that'd be great. That'd be great. Because yeah, I'm further ahead, right? I'm further ahead. I'll never do that again. Because yeah, learning is the key. And and yeah. growing a great business, growing a great relationship, whatever it is, your health, it all is all about learning Yeah. and implementing. And if you think about uh, feedback, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, rather than framing it as failure. So that that's really it's a helpful kind of Jedi mind trick to 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 help you not focus on the fear. Yeah, that's it. Massive. All right. So what can we focus on other than uh just feedback? I'm sure there's lots of things. For me, I think big ones is goals, vision. Like this is this is huge. Um obviously if I'm looking at that cost of an action, you know, that that procrastination, refocusing into my goals, my vision and looking at that daily. Uh, can really help me keep focused on on why I'm doing this and and what's on the other side of that fear. What you know, why is it worth trying to traverse the difficult uh, terrain of the fear uh, yeah. to get to the other side? I think if, if you're not focused on what you're trying to achieve, it's really really tough to to actually find the will to lean into that and fearful that, situation. That's actually the key thing there. Like all behaviour is 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 a cost benefit analysis. Yeah, and even though that's not consciously way we do it. Uh, you know, we don't do stuff because we fear it because we fear the actual, the consequence of doing it is greater than the perceived benefit. But if we, so we're not spending enough time on actually looking at the benefit of why we should do something. And that's where your vision and your goals are so powerful. If you look at them daily and you really focus on what you're looking to achieve and maybe you're looking to you know, triple your, your profit, you're looking mm. to have an amazing relationship with your wife or, uh, you know, lose 20 pounds and get fit. Yeah, and you and you really understand that that's the goal, and you look at that often. Then, when you're faced with the the procrastination bug and the fear of doing something, you're like, "Well, okay, if I don't do this, what's it going to cost me? It's actually going to cost me the goals and the vision that I have for my life and my business." Yeah, simple as that. So that that creates a, a much better cost benefit analysis in your mind about taking the right action. Yeah, totally. I think like this is important. Like, I think about. One story that jumps to my mind in this is um is do you have you seen the movie Castaway? Tom Hanks. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, this is apparently quite a, a natural thing, but like when people have been stranded on a desert island, you know, uh, actually a lot of the time what happens is initially they want to stay put. You know, they want to try to set themselves up on the island, find some food, find some water, you know, find some shelter and, and stay put because chances are I might get rescued. But if you look at that, Tom Hanks, his character originally stays put on the island because of the cost uh, you know, cost-benefit equation is well. I could try and make a raft and get moving, but I'll probably die right. at sea. Yep. If I sit, you know, sit tight and do nothing, um, then I actually might get rescued. But after a few years, that equation changes, and he gets to a point where he's like, "Look, if I don't get moving, I'm going to die here on this island. No one's coming." And that cost-benefit equation, when it changed, leads him to finally build the raft and get out to sea, and, and he end up getting rescued. Now, was he scared of going out to sea? A hundred percent. Um, but at the start, that cost-benefit equation um, was very different. It wasn't enough to get him moving. And I think the big thing here is that if your fear of taking action and getting out on that ocean is more than the benefit you see at the other end of the tunnel, um, you won't take action. And you'll sit on that desert island and you, you might die there. And I, I think it's you really need to try to think about that. If you can flip it on its head where you know, the, the benefit outweighs the fear it's a lot easier to get over that, right? Yeah, and that that's just getting leverage on yourself, exactly. Um, yeah. Which is which is huge. So that that's how goals and, and vision are incredibly powerful. Yeah, uh, and understand what the cost of an action is. You know, fear is going to cost you your dreams and your hopes. That's it. Yeah, it's huge. So how can we use fear and worry to our advantage? I think this is this is another little angle you can do. Well, if you are you know concerned, well, actually do something with it and and create a plan to protect the downside risk. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for example, uh, maybe create an emergency fund with three months of overhead set aside, you know, in your business. Yeah. So that, you know, if things do go a little bit south, you're covered. Like, yeah. be sensible with it. Use it as a way to drive some action mm. so you can protect the downside risk as much as possible. You can't do it totally. And no, if you, you try, can, and, and you can never do it totally. And, and, and this, you know, you've got to be careful with this one because this can lead people to sort of analysis paralysis and trying to cover off every base before they get started. And that's the classic procrastinator. And I can tell you people who are successful in business don't do that. Yeah, They err on the side of action mm. rather than the side of inaction. Yeah. They err on the side of taking what would be perceived as a risk without full information rather than trying to get all the information. Because you can't. It's you can not never actually it possible. No. But we're all sensible and you can actually go through the risks and you know mitigate some of the, the key risks. Uh, yeah. For that. Now, a classic example to do that is if you're concerned about hiring someone, you're like, this is a big, big challenge for a lot of our members, hiring a key person. Yeah. Often it's an ops manager, an estimator, or a, a more senior person in the management structure because they're like, well, that's going to cost me a whole lot of money and I'm not doing any more work, which is not true, by the way, but it's another yeah, whole another kettle whole fish. Thing, yeah. How can you mitigate that risk? Well, you're not going to pay their salary all in one month. Mm. You know, it's month by month. So, how do you mitigate the risk? Well, you have great KPIs. Yeah. You have uh, you manage the performance of the financials. You check it every month and see if it's on track. And if it's not working after three months, you're not a stone. Yeah, you just change it. That's right. You know, maybe they have, need to move on or whatever. That's a way to mitigate risk. Yeah, exactly. And if you're you know well set up with hey these are going to be the parameters of when I'm going to call it. Well, then you know when to call it. You've mitigated the risk. Yeah, you haven't set it up perfectly, but at least you know you have a plan. Yeah, have an induction plan where this is where they need to be at by certain dates. And if they're not, well, maybe that's a problem. Yeah, totally. I think a big one for me with fear is like you really want to surround yourself with success stories. You know, like testimonials, case studies, 
people that you might be able to you know be in touch with who may have done these things before and, and seen success and done a good job because you know if I can see that social proof you know people like me have done this um, you know it's not just a crazy thing that I'm trying to embark on this is a doable thing and not just for Superman but for people like me yeah um, I think it's really really important so if you surround yourself in a great community you know like people peers friends um, you know, I, th- I think it's really, really valuable. Yeah, look, it's been said that you are the average of the five, five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's, you know, there's some truth to that definitely in business. If you think about your closest friends, you know, they're probably all a pretty similar income level mm. to you. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to uh, learn, and you can learn some stuff from them, for sure, mm. and you have a lot of fun, but if you really want to, you know, next level it, you probably need some people who are at a different level. Yeah, because they just do things differently. They think about things differently, and I can tell you, they think about fear and action differently. That you know, on the continuum of, you know, uh, lots of analysis, not much action. At the other end, lots of action. They are more up the action end because they can deal with fear. Well, you take the action and then you analyze the result you're getting from that action, and you tweak. You know, so the analysis is there, but it's after the action. And and you take the action, and often you you make it work based on the action as well. Like you create the vacuum. Uh, as well, you know, sometimes if you hire a new team member, and maybe the work's not quite there, well, what do you do? Yeah, well, you got to go get the work. You got to go just, get the work. You just lit a pretty strong fire under your butt. That's right. Yeah. And so you get the right motivation. So I think that's um, that's that's huge. Yeah. And, and that's massive. something that in our community, like we're business coaches, and you might be thinking, well, talking about community, what what the hell does that even mean? Mm. Well, it means we've got I mean, four hundred people in our uh, members Facebook group, uh, and one of the most powerful things there that we're trying to do is get the teams uh, and the members to share their wins with each other. Yeah. Because that basically creates the social proof that you can do this. Yeah. And it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just had a a share yesterday of someone who's, uh, you know, a win on the hiring front. That's a big, big challenge for people. Mm. Uh, And and Graham's great at hiring. He's built a relationship with a guy over a period of time. Uh, He's done a lot of social media posting and this person's seen it, come back to them, really wants to work for them. Mm. And that's just really validating for other people who see it. Or yep. Maybe someone's had a win on a pricing front. Yeah, I can actually price the work at this margin. Yep. So you know, you don't have that fear. Or I've followed up a bunch of people to get paid. Yep. Oh, this actually works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't cool. tell you to get stuffed. They didn't wow. tell you to get stuffed. Jeez. Yeah. Actually, it, it works. Yeah, that's right. I think it's I think it's massive. And and again, <coughs> I think like the big thing is, for me, one thing is I also try to justify or like you know break it down in my head. You know, you get that with those what ifs feelings we're talking about before. What if I get told to bugger off? I'm like, well, what if you do? You're not going to die. Yeah. Then you got told to bugger off. Then what? You get off the phone and you carry on living your life. Wait, I don't know. You make another call. This is Wait. the this is the the absolutely weird thing is the problem with fear. It's the anticipation that's the killer. Oh, totally. The actual thing that you're scared of when it happens, it's it's a nothing. Yeah. I mean, you look at your example earlier. Like you ask out the pretty girl, right? Yeah. And she tells you, "Nah, I, I don't I don't want to go out with you." And then then what? So what if that happens? It's like, well, what if it does? Who cares? Like, and then you don't go out with her. Yeah. You, you're not going out with her anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And two no minute, difference, at least you know. Two, two minutes after she laughs in your face, you're like, oh, well, I she probably wasn't a nice person. I'm glad yeah. I didn't go out with her. Yeah, who, you're like, who well, laughs okay, in whatever. someone's face? You know, yeah. like, that's not kind. No. I don't want to go out with her. 100%. And, so it's and you get thing. over it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you look at like I go on a sales call and the guy tells me, you know, I'm not interested. I'm like, 
All right, sweet. It's one less person I've yeah. got to follow up or put in my prospect nurture system. Like, guys, if next. He's, if he's really not keen, well, that's cool. I don't have to waste any more time on this. Next, next, yeah. next, next, next. Yeah. And we still never work together. That's right. Like, it's, like, it's the same as anyway. Like, so, so, like I said at the start, you know, most of these problems are a sweaty 10 minute conversation that you need to have. Uh, yeah. And you feel great when you've had it. And the anticipation is worse than the actual. 100% uh, event. And if you it. do a little bit of preparation, use that fear to your advantage to make sure you've sharpened your, your saw up to how you're going to do it. Yeah. You'll crush it. Yeah. Uh, so the anticipation is worse once you've done it. It's great. It's a great, f- like the feeling you get of doing something that you know is hard, that you know you need to do, mm. it's like a massive win. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's yep. like, man, I did that. I, I crushed that. I yeah. did what I needed to do and I feel great about that. Yeah. And that just feeds on your confidence. So yeah, it's huge. definitely a confidence thing. I want to just sort of bring this to a close. You know, business is tough and this stuff is actually challenging. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's a bunch of strategies you can use, but I can tell you something for absolute sure. Uh, those people who are willing to put themselves in, you know, emotionally challenging situations, uh, are, are prepared to deal with the fear, they're the people who really succeed. And the reason for that is that success requires you to do things that you haven't done before. Yep. which involves you being in the unknown, which by definition involves some fear and anxiety. Yeah. And so the key thing is if you're not in that position, then you're not doing enough. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you're not feeling the fear and you're not feeling a little uncertain. You're not pushing the boat you're out. You're not pushing you're the not, boat out. You're not getting to your edge. You're, you're not, not getting to the boundary. edge. You're not working the boundary. You're not going to get the results that you want. That's Simple it. as that. Yeah. So, so feel the fear. you got to feel the fear anyway. and do it anyway. Yeah. 100%. It. All right, let's land this plane. So fear is without doubt your biggest roadblock to your success as a business owner. But remember, fear actually kills more dreams than failure ever did. You've got to face your fears and own them. You've got this. Nice. Thanks heaps for listening, team. And we'll catch you all again next time. See you. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, Join my free Facebook group at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Tradie in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.